This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Thanks for joining us at the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael in the studio. And we got a question today, Michael, and I'm glad it is not addressed to you and I, (laughs) because the question is about pride. And the person asking the question says, I am prideful. How do I kill it? What would we advise this person? A lot. Yes. (laughs) The first thing I would say is you're in good company with everyone who's ever lived, but you're also in good company with Satan, Mm. who is, as pride goes, the pinnacle of pride. And it's very interesting the way God articulates his view of pride. James says God opposes the pride, pride. but he gives grace Grace to the the humble. humble. And so here's the idea. You can be doing a good thing, and if you're doing it from a place of pride, it's almost like God's like, look, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to oppose you. I'm going to put my arm out against you. I'm going to make everything harder than it needs needs to be. I do think in ministry and in life, there are a lot of things that we do that are unnecessarily hard because of the pride in our hearts. Mm -hmm. And prayer is not a cliche. There is nothing in this world that humbles the human heart like disciplined regular prayer before God and confession and thanksgiving. Like These are very real antidotes to this. Everybody deals with pride in different ways to different degrees. And what I have found with any sin, but particularly with pride, prideful people are the last people to know they're prideful. Yeah. So actually, Tim, do you have what this person wrote? Because I really appreciated how they self-reflected and kind of the meat behind the question. Yeah, I really appreciate this. They said, the Holy Spirit has revealed to me that I have a huge pride problem. I desire to be more humble. And I know that we all struggle with pride in this fallen world. But there are things that I can do in addition to praying and waiting on God to change me in order to actively be more humble and change my prideful heart. That is what they're asking for. What more can I do to kill this pride in my heart? Yep. Here's the problem. (laughs) This person's not going to like. If you are a glutton, sometimes the way to kill gluttony is through deprivation, right? Self-control, holding back, not feeding the monster, right? You think about all these sins. Oftentimes the antidote is you have to kill the thing and then rebuild something healthy from the ground up. So with pride, often pride is deeply concerned with how that person is perceived. Yes. And there's also an elevation of themselves over other people. So the antidote to pride is number one, confessing to the people that you have been prideful to. The problem with that is the very nature of the sin of pride will make that very hard. Yeah. So the prideful person will actually find every reason why they don't need to don't apologize. Need to do that. Because the sin in them is trying to preserve itself. I, want, I need to look good in front of this person. I need to be the best. I need to be the Bible answer man. I need to be the woman who's got it all under control. And so pride is always trying to elevate the way you look, look down on other people, elevate yourself, put other people down. And the very act of repentance lowers you and puts them above you. The reason it's an antidote is because it goes for the guttural, you know, Mm -hmm. or the jugular, not the guttural, the jugular. (laughs) Goes to the jugular, but it is one of the most self-deceiving sins because it almost like fights to blind you from not seeing it. So we have a little joke. I've asked many, many people, our staff have gone through this. What is your core sin? We pick Mm -hmm. one of three, pride, fear, or pleasure. Yeah. And the pride guys always say, I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know because and everybody Pride's in the room is like, them. it's Pride. And if you don't know, the answer is always Pride. That's like, that's yep. just the reality of it, you know? And two of the guys said, yeah, I don't know. And everybody goes, Pride. Pride. <laughs> and uh, they're like, like, I don't know if it's Pride. We're like, well, that's, that's the kind of the nature of it. In biblical context, the word Pride and the concept of Pride is never given a positive spin. There is no positive yep. spin on Pride. And the only way that I could ever see Pride as being a positive is when I'm proud in someone else. Yep. We use that terminology. I am proud of my son. I'm proud of my yep. daughter. I'm proud of my pastor. I feel like we pastor. should find like a new word in yes. English vocabulary because it's just not the same. That you know? is not the biblical concept of what pride is. Pride is puffing yourself up, yep. thinking greater of yourself. And when I've had people ask me this question, it's like, dude, open the Bible, just open a concordance, a word search on the word pride. And read all the things that the Bible says about pride and how awful God sees pride. Yep. And nowhere is it ever painted in a good light. Yep. The antidote to pride is lowering yourself, apologizing, yourself. telling people, like, th this is the one thing the prideful person doesn't want to do. They don't want to go to somebody and say, I have learned that I am prideful. So that here's what they'll do. Let's say they're trying really hard and they're like, I got to confess. You know, I've been kind of sensing... I've been kind of sensing that I'm I struggle with pride, and but everybody does. So mm, yep, certainly like, excuses. Even the pride inside of you needs to mitigate it because yeah. if you call it what it is, you begin to kill it. And pride's yeah. like, oh, I can't let you see me for how bad it is. And then pride, because it's rooted in comparison, I'm high, you're low. Yeah. It's always like, but everyone's prideful, and you know, but they're worse, and mm, and God's still blessing mm -hmm. them. And so like, pride is just wired to get your eyes off of you and onto other people. And the problem is by the time like you realize you're prideful, it's already a lifestyle. Sure. It's already like a habit or a pattern. And it's ingrained in you so deep that you don't yeah. even know it. So this is where blind spots come in and all this other stuff. And pride just, I think, powerfully impacts people in the ways they don't even know. And the hard part about that is you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And that is like one of the, I can't repent of that which I don't know of, but pride has a byproduct relationally and socially where um, people are afraid to confront prideful yes. people yep. because prideful people are wired to protect themselves. Yeah. Anything that lowers them, right? People don't want to tell that because if they're lowered, then they have to do whatever they can to raise themselves back yep. up. Pride is obsessed with keeping the perception of you here. Yeah. So then what happens socially is that like you'll find if you really are a prideful person, there are probably a lot of things that people want to say to you but can't, which is why prideful people must invite responses and invite mm -hmm. feedback. Yep. And the problem with inviting feedback is that when you get it, it lowers yep. you. And so the prideful person has to respond to feedback with humility, no matter what it is, and just say, I'm going to consider it. Yep. I'm going to pray about it, knowing everything inside. So again, I say this is somebody who's struggled with pride and watching a lot of people who struggle with pride. Find someone in your life that you truly respect that is going to be honest and loving enough to say, Hey, yep. you're moving in the pride area and be accountable to them and not mm -hmm. only allow them to be able to speak into your life, but go yeah. back to them and say, Hey, you know, how am I doing? How yep. about then? You've been watching me this week, totally. you know, this month, how am I doing with this struggle of pride yep. and invite that feedback. Yep. It's interesting how Hollywood sometimes gets theology, right? Sure. They must have some really good expert advisors. And there is a, a scene in a movie that was a few years ago. And they say, when, when you're struggling with humility and you pray and say, God, give me opportunities, help me be humble. Do you think God gives you 
a humble heart or does he give you opportunities to be humble? God gives you what you're asking for in ways in which you can be in agreement and a part mm. of what God is doing in your life. And, yep. and again, we go back to the word sanctification mm. as part about what God is trying to do in us and through us yeah. as we cooperate with the Holy Spirit and yep. God's word. Yep, yep, yep. It's funny because uh, we've talked about Enneagram on here. And so if you don't like it, you can just zone out for a minute. But like <laughs> uh, ones, threes, and eights struggle with pride. Yeah, yeah, Fear yeah, yeah, would yeah, come yeah, down yeah. to like often, I think, uh, twos, nines maybe, yeah. fives and sixes. The pleasure part of it would be sometimes like twos and nines and fours. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah. depending on your even your temperament, you have like this predisposition to certain struggles. Certain, certain struggles. So like everybody struggles with all of them, but everybody has like a controlling sin, I think, that just like is the one that continually trips them up, you know? Right. Fear makes you impotent. Pride makes God resist you. And pleasure just makes you stupid if you mm. indulge it, you know? So each one of these core sins, like not everybody is equally predisposed to the same level, but just kind of knowing like you're going to have one of those and it's going to be the way that you're continually tripped up. Publish them. Yes. Publish your sin. Publish your struggle and understand that your core sin is desperate to protect itself. Yeah. So you must publish it and then do whatever you can to kill it and know it'll be a lifelong battle. Um, it does get easier if once you recognize it, but um, just know that. Yeah. Well, let's go on to the next question, which will be next time. And it is, does God love Christians more than non-Christians? Mm-hmm.